Hey, 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 it's Cyan Reggie, and today we'll be doing our storylines. Last time you heard about the storylines, we each gave each other two wrestlers from AEW and WWE, and we had to figure out how their storyline would go and who would win. So get comfortable, open up your ears, and welcome to the Dog House Podcast. Okay, so I guess I'll go first. Um, last week, you gave me AEW Women's Champion Jamie Hayter mm-hmm. versus SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Yep, yep. All right, so. Who excuse me? For my storyline, it starts off with Tony Khan purchasing WWE. Okay. Okay, cool. We got that out the way. Now you see how they're even together at this, at this point in time. Okay. All right, cool. So, it will start off on a Friday night SmackDown. Charlotte's in the ring cutting a promo about how she's the best wrestler in the game. She's not lying. You know? Not, nothing too nothing too bad. Mm-hmm. That following Wednesday on Dynamite, Jamie cuts a promo in response to Charlotte. Jamie recognizes that Charlotte is very talented, but there's a new face of women's wrestling. Two nights later, on SmackDown, Charlotte replies to Jamie, and in her promo... There's a line that stands out. To be the woman, you got to beat the woman. And the queen is still on her throne. A nod to Ric Flair. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Okay? So that following Wednesday night on Dynamite, Jamie cuts a promo in response to Charlotte and says, To be the woman, you got to beat the woman. But you want to step in my ring and my company and and face me? Are you scared that I can beat you? Are you scared that you only win the title because who your daddy is? Are you scared that your legacy will be tarnished by AEW? So Charlotte responds on SmackDown and says, scared, do you know what I've done in this business? And she goes on about all her accomplishments and her achievements about how she won all these titles for the four horsewomen, as she should. But I see you're scared of stuff in WWE, so maybe I'll take a trip after all. It'll be nice to see my husband on the road. For those of you who don't know, Andrade is her husband. Cute, cute. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So that following Wednesday on Dynamite, Britt is talking to Jamie about how Charlotte would never cross over into their world. A few segments later, Jamie gets a notification saying that Britt was attacked backstage. Oh! Jamie finds Jamie finds her and asks Britt who did it. Britt's response was, "She's here." Jamie runs up to the ring and calls out Charlotte. She gets to the ring and calls her out. A few minute, a few moments went by, and nothing happened. Once Jamie started talking again, the Queen music hits, and out comes SmackDown Women's Champion. No words were exchanged as soon as she got into the ring. They started fighting to the point where they had to be broken up. After being broken up, Jamie grabs a mic and says, you think you can come here and run shit? Nah, that's not how it works. But I'll match your energy. How about a match at Mania? At Mania? Oh, yeah. She's said I'm coming in your shit. So. Two, wow. So two nights later. Jamie Bowles. So two nights later, Charlotte was getting interviewed that's backstage. Bold. Wow. And, her, and she responded to Jamie's match. I told you I'd make a trip to see my husband, but you didn't want to believe me. I saw your friend first and tried to introduce myself, but she wasn't having it. So I introduced myself again, but another way. But besides, but that's besides the point. I mean, after all, she's a dentist, right? But Jamie, you think you're ready for the big time? You ready for WrestleMania? Then I accept. As soon as she accepts, she's attacked from behind by Jamie. After they attack, Jamie says, I'll see you in two weeks, bitch. Mm. Oh, Jamie's going mean on, in this one, in this storyline. So this time, Charlotte opens up Dynamite. Ooh. It says that she can she can be anyone that has or is still affiliated with Jamie, and out comes Britt. She accepts, As she, should. she accepts the challenge and has a match later on that night. 
Charlotte wins, but not before Jamie tries to help Britt by pulling the referee out the ring. Thus, the referee throwing her out and sending her backstage. As soon as she wins, she attacks Jamie and uh, as soon as she wins, she's attacked by Jamie and Britt later. Uh, and Britt later joins the jumping. Dynamite ends with Jamie holding the uh, AEW Women's Championship over Charlotte. Dang. Okay. So now we're at SmackDown, the week right before WrestleMania. Jamie and Britt are seen backstage in their interview saying that they are here for one person and one person only. But Charlotte isn't in the arena tonight. Later that night, Ric Flair is seen backstage talking to old friends when he is suddenly attacked by Britt and Jamie. Leaving him bloody. Damn, we're going after the old ass daddy. Leaving him bloody, sending a message to Charlotte that no one is safe from their destruction. She ends the segment with, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Right, Rick? I guess I'm the man now. So Dynamite opened up with Charlotte tearing up ringside. <laughs> Wanting to get a piece of Jamie and Britt. Serena Deeb comes out and says that neither one of them are there tonight. But I see you on the fight, so let's have a match. They have a match and Charlotte wins and Charlotte wins with the figure eight leg lock. The end of the match, Charlotte grabs the mic and says, You bitches better to be there Friday night or else. Yeah. That's my daddy, bitch. Friday night before Mania, there's still no word from Jamie or Britt. Charlotte enters the rings and calls them both out, but neither one of them answers. All of a sudden, the still cage lowers down to the ring, with Charlotte still in the ring. Once the cage lowers, he says, You know what? I tried to be nice and I tried to be cordial. But since you like to have friends help you and fight battles, let's settle this one-on-one in the still cage match. The crowd goes crazy. As they should. That's but before they, can even enjoy the, before they can even enjoy it, Britt's music hits. Oh. And she starts making her way to the ring. Charlotte calls for the cage to be raised. As the cage is getting raised, Britt is still making her way down to the ring. Charlotte's amped up. Charlotte's ready to fight. Jamie sneaks in and attacks her. Britt enters the ring and they and they essentially jump her again. But how did Britt enter the ring if the ring is raised? She asked for Charlotte asked for the cage to be raised. Oh, the cage to be okay. Mm-hmm. Why well, was I thinking? What was this? What was this on again? This is on SmackDown right before WrestleMania. Okay, okay. I was thinking. Okay, I was thinking it was on AEW. You know how they had the cage above the fight with um uh Jericho Appreciation Society was mm-hmm. was that. That's what I was thinking. Okay, that's why I was like, raise the cage. But the cage is raised. How is she? Okay, got you, got you. Yeah. Why'd so, she do that? Oh, so, Jamie man. accepts the challenge. And SmackDown ends with Jamie and Britt standing over Charlotte. So, Sunday's WrestleMania opens up with SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair versus AEW Women's Champion Jamie Hayter in a steel cage match. Jamie enters the ring, making her WrestleMania debut with Britt by her side. Next enters Charlotte, and then all of a sudden, Ric Flair music hits as he walks down to the ring with his daughter. As the two stand in the ring face-to-face, the cage starts lowering, and the match begins. As the match is going on, Rick and Britt has been talking back and forth the entire time. Finally, they stand face-to-face, and it catches Charlotte's attention. Rick takes off his suit jacket, and Britt hits him, causing Charlotte to go into rage. Jamie gets the upper hand. On Charlotte due oh, to the distraction. Don't lose like Jamie that. hit Charlotte with her finisher. Wait, I tried to look wait. up her finisher. It's like a Larry. I couldn't. I tried to look up the name for it. It's like a clothesline. But are you talking the, about um, Jamie's? Finisher? Yeah, but yeah. There, there was no name for it. So I tried to give her like you know. But I got you. I got you. So Jamie hits the finisher. Jamie starts making her way towards the cage door to escape. But as soon as she opens up the door, Rick slams it and it hits Jamie right in the face. As it should. Charlotte recovers and hits Jamie with the big boot, leading her to hit her with the finisher, her figure for eight leg lock. Jamie taps out to Charlotte 
and Charlotte wins by submission. Opening up WrestleMania with a win against AEW Women's Champion Jamie Hayter as she celebrates in the ring with her daddy. Wow. Charlotte Flair versus Jamie Hayter. I like it. I'll watch it. Thank you. I'll eat that up, honestly. Any any criticism? No, not at all. I think you did great. I like it. I'll watch the fuck out of that. Thank you. I'll watch the fuck out of that. Thank you. That kind of made me happy. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm just mad because I know I would be cheering for Jamie. You know damn well they won't go let her lose at WrestleMania. I I thought about it. I was like, should Jamie want her debut? Nah, Rick didn't have to get his ass beat like that. <laughs> Rick didn't have to get his ass beat like that. He didn't. So I guess it's cool, but dang, Jamie, I was really rooting for you, girl. And you were doing good. You were talking your smack and everything, girl. She would have won. She Dang. almost she almost escaped the cage. She would have won. Dang, girl. But uh, Rick got in the way. I was really rooting for you, girl. I really was. I'm sad now. Which means you did really good. Because you managed to invoke emotion. <laughs> I really like that. So that is <laughs> Charlotte Flair. The SmackDown Women's Champion versus Jamie Hayter, AEW Women's Champion. So, I was given Kevin Owens and Ricky Starks. You know, obviously Kevin Owens from WWE, Ricky Starks from AEW. And mine actually starts when it's Kevin versus Sammy. Like, there's a Kevin, there's a Kevin versus Sammy again. Okay. And Sammy wins, but together, Kevin and Sammy turn on the Usos. Around this same time, Ricky has beaten um, MJF for the world championship. So, boom, that happens. So, Ricky's world champion right now? Yes, Ricky is world champion. Okay. So, Forbidden Door comes up. Okay. KO and Sammy aren't tag team, aren't the world tag team champs due to Solo because they were going against the Usos Well, you know, Solo popped in. Mm-hmm. And there are now Forbidden Door belts. So, there's a women's and men's tag belts and there's women's and men's champ belts. The tag teams can be made up of all AEW, all WWE, or AEW and WWE, if you want. Okay. That can be defended on both promotions. At Forbidden Door, at the first Forbidden Door, since it is like the inaugural one, they don't really have, everyone else is kind of already in tag, like other tag teams are already in storyline, so it's a small one. Mm-hmm. At the first Forbidden Door, KO and Sammy goes against Best Friends, OC, and Trent. Orange Cassidy, excuse me, and Trent. Ricky goes against Solo for the men's championship belt. Okay. KO and Sammy wins. Ricky is Ricky is winning as well, but gets hit in the back of the head by the Usos. Right before Solo wins, the ref is distracted by the entrance music of KO and Sammy. And during this time, the Usos are beaten up. So Solo gets angry and sloppy, and Ricky mm-hmm. ends up winning the title. So be clear that they don't actually help him, right? But they just they they beat up his helpers and it makes him get sloppy and you know don't fight well. Okay, okay. So Vicky ends up winning the title, right? As Forbidden Door Tag Team Champs, and since it was AEW's idea, KO and Sammy are on Dynamite doing a promo to open up the show, right? Okay, nice, nice. Boom. Done a year later, but done this the year. You can see like small little like kind gestures between KO and Sammy mm. and Vicky, right? So next year, 
they have an actual tournament tournament, right? Boom. I actually did a tournament, y'all. So, we have Best Friends versus Alpha Academy. Okay. Where Best Friends win. Best Friends was once again um, Orange Cassidy and Trent. Trent. I am reiterating that maybe because Best Friends is a stable, not necessarily a tag team. Mm-hmm. So, it could be anyone in those. It could be any two in that stable and it'll still be a tag team. Right. So, Best Friends in Alpha Academy. Best Friends win. Right? House of Black was his best friends. Best friends win. Best friends actually ends up being. You know what? I'm not even gonna say all that. Boom. So the lineup is eight and nine gophers, seven and ten gophers, right? Okay. Whoever go, you know, whoever wins those two get in the main six. Right. One, one. Anything but one and what number is this? What number is that? What two? Okay, anyway. So dang. Okay. Yeah, so everything is all so yes, we have our four bottom ones. Mm-hmm. They have to get into the top eight. Okay. And the top eight we have House of Black, New Day, Top Flight, Banger Bows. Um, Blackpool, Black Combat Pool Club, and Imperium. If anyone's wondering, why are the people that they, like, why are Best Friends in Alpha Academy, Young Bucks, and Street Profits in the bottom four? Mm-hmm. Because it was at random. They drew sticks for their numbers. Mm. Yep. So it's not based off their actual records. Okay. So, right, as we're getting ready for this to happen... MJ MJF and Ricky are feud is feuding with uh MJF and Ricky are feuding, right? So Ricky says, MJF, you have to rely on cheap heat, big men, and that stupid, stupid ring that honestly look too big for your hand. You're only as big as you are because Punk even gave you the time of day. You were paper thin then and you're paper thin now. But look at you. You're alone. And yeah, some fans like you, but there's fans for everyone. That piece of shit Discord Inferno even has fans fucking riding the coat after fucking riding the coattails of Jericho. No, MMJF, what you're really mad isn't about me taking your titles. No, it's me taking your relevancy. You bought your legacy brick by brick, cheap heat after cheap heat, stupid goon after stupid damn goon, just for it to be you, fake and transparent. So, no, you aren't getting attacked. In fact, I'm pulling you on you. If you can survive a best of five against Daniel Garcia, then maybe, maybe I'll give you a chance. But other than that, it looks you have other titles to focus on. Because I'll tell you one thing, Maxi Pat. I am your world champion. You cannot beat me. And that's absolute. So, MJS leaves, right? He's mad. He's angry. Ugh. Okay. And then he comes up right before the tag, right before the um tournament starts. And announces not only is he in the tag team, but he's taking the spot of the best friends. Okay. And then everyone's confused, and then powerhouse. Hobbs music's pop up. Boom. Later on, we see that instead of what we thought happened to the best friends, the best friends actually ends up breaking up. So they end up not being in the match, not because... MJF and Hobbs dissing to them because mm-hmm. they they aren't a tag team no more. Okay. Yeah. So final two ends up being KO and Sammy versus MJF and Hobbs. 
During the tournament, Vicky was like relentlessly attacked by MJF and Hobbs. Cause you know MJF has the beef with um Vicky right now, and Hobbs already had beef with Vicky, and they just actually never settled it for real, for real. You know, I there really was no reason for them to have beef together, but whatever. Not have beef, but he did turn on Vicky. So, um, he was relentlessly attacked by MJF and Hobbs. Even though he gave a good fight due to outsmart his opponents numerous times and sometimes with the help of other tag teams, but mainly KO and Sammy. At the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, MJF and Hobbs versus KO and Sammy goes in a 30-minute match. After a fight to the near death and seconds away from losing their titles, Vicky comes out with his music. Due to MJF cockiness and Hobbs being down, being down and out, MJF gets pinned by Sammy. Afterwards, there's a promo or like a, a backstage segment where um Sammy, Kayo, and Vicky are essentially like thanking each other for looking now and saying like you know next time you need me let me know blah 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 blah. Um, they don't meet again to the next pay per view though, the next Forbidden Door pay per view though, where Vicky has lost his world title but still has the Forbidden Door Men's Championship title. Okay. The championship match opens up the show, whereas the championship the men, whereas the men's championship closes the show. So Kayo and Sammy end up retaining. And now it's time for the men's match, which is Vicky versus Takesha. Vicky is winning and has his opponent in the pen until a hooded and masked figure comes out and distracts the vest, while another masked figure attacks Vicky. As the tiger escapes into the crowd, the other one jumps down and simply walks away to the back. One, two, three. Vicky loses. Vicky goes to the back angry and turns to KO and Sammy, who are wearing something very similar to highlight that they are the two <clears> people <throat> who did it. However, they are supportive to him and actually give him a lot of good advice. They help him figure it out, and when he goes to confront the two people who attack him, they jump him. Angry at the idea, like the two people that he confronts, mm -hmm. they jump him because they're angry at the idea that you think that we did this, you know? Okay. When he see KO and Sammy again, they both face laugh at him, not believing that he actually did it. As they're laughing, they better make up that they thought it was obvious it was them. I mean, we were literally wearing the exact same clothes. We literally showed you so much, so many signs that you still believe us that it was them. Continuing to laugh. Hurt and confused, Vicky asks why. K.O. is the one leading the conversation with Vicky as he degrades and demeans him, calling him lowly, lowly and worthless and a pawn and more. At first, Sammy is laughing, but he slowly starts to feel bad and physically stops K.O. This is a turning point for Sammy, and he decides to walk away from K.O. and relinquish his half of the title. As he walks out, Vicky makes a deep cut remark to Kevin, insulting his honor as a man and a friend. This pushes K.O. over the edge, and he finishes off Vicky, causing him to be out for injury for months. The entire time he's out, though, K KO is doing promos about him. And halfway through, KO and Sammy have a mini feud about it. In the feud ending, ma ending match, Vicky music plays. And Kevin looks up, but Vicky never comes out. Dunn and Kevin looking for Vicky. Sammy does a low blow, turning it into a robot, winning the match. As Sammy is heading up to the room and to his music, that's when Vicky comes out with the mic and essentially says, Thank you for defending my name while I was gone and tries to shake his hand to it. Sammy does it and walks to the back. He doesn't do it because he feels like he doesn't deserve it. Vicky comes out and essentially cut a banger promo about how K.O. didn't do anything but kept Vicky's name alive, and while, yes, some of the things you said was true, and I reflected on that, you're not who you say you are, and you had to use me to keep your relevance alive. I'm not all the way clear yet, but when I am, you'll be the first to know. Then he leaves, completely ignoring KO. At the next AEW TV show, so whichever was like Dynamite or Man Bench is next, mm -hmm. Vicky cuts the promo against KO 
And thanks to current forbidden, thanks to Kesha, who was the current forbidden um, men's championship for holding it in the division down, and that he's come back to take it once he handles his business. The Kesha comes out, and he's also a babyface. So essentially, think of it as Apollo versus Braun. Okay. And he's essentially a babyface. And he says, thanks, and I'm happy you're back, and I hope you handle business, and I would like to see you try to this belt for me. And then where it started, Vicky and KO have a no hard match at um Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Essentially, okay. like, two years after the whole thing, two to three years after the whole thing started. And where ha- which has Vicky winning, getting his revenge back on KO for KO by taking KO out for twice the time that he was out. And that's how that ends. So for them, I think they're more like a storyline than an actual match. Yeah. I see what. Okay. Okay. I like it. You like it? I like it. Okay. I was really nervous. <laughs> what, what are you so nervous for? Because, like, yes, I, I write, but I feel like writing, like, writing a script for wrestling is two different. Like, script writing and writing stories are two different things. I mean, how do you think these niggas feel every week? This is why you write your stories in advance. <laughs> That's true, they do be having that shit months out. This is why you write your story in advance. <laughs> like, they had to wait on me to get Monday Night Raw. That shit not happen. It's gonna happen, but it's gonna ha- it's gonna be written as it's happening. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That shit gonna be on the fly. No, 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 not on the fly. It'll be like, okay, let's say that this is like the first hour and a half. This will be done before the show starts. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be typing up the other hour and a half while that hour and a half is going. So it's not thinking up on the fly. It just... You're thinking on the fly. No, it just... It's just doing it at last minute. For a little, but it's not thinking on the fly. If it was thinking on the fly, you'd be writing a, a brand new script. And now the talent got to try to learn that shit as it's going on, as the show is going on. But that's why, that's why if you... That's why if you're a good writer, you're going to include the talent. Because if you have to be right, that means it's probably not your fault anyway. So that means y'all going to have to work with that anyway. You're probably being told from someone above you to do it anyway. So have the have the um people with you, the people who are about the performance, have them with you. Take their insight. Ask them what they can do off like a, a, a minute notice type thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, do it like that. But it, I... I, I that's on the fly. I don't think this is. I don't think having the first half already done and then writing the um second half done the first half as half on doing it on the fly. But yeah, that's my KO versus Vicky match. Um, my Vicky KO Vicky storyline because it's not really a match. The, I actually don't even go into detail for the match for real. For real. Yeah. I really go into detail like the storyline why the match was important. So, but I mean, you gave good depth on the backstory. Did you like the story? I did though. Thank I you. Did, though. It was good. I Thank like you. It. I feel and I feel like they could really carry it, and I feel like because they're both really good, it would be like such a banger of a thing. And then you have Sammy in there, and you have Sammy like kind of going against Ko. Yeah. That'd be good. They always have good matches anyway. They always have good matches anyway. Yep. But. Is there anything else you would like to add? No, to I wouldn't like to add anything else. Oh, if y'all would like to see the make believe tournament bracket that I, I did, uh, just let us know. I will definitely tell y'all what I did. It's it's 
ridiculous, but I'll definitely tell you <laughs> what I did. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Doghouse123. Um, email us any ideas you have or any topics you'd like us to discuss or anything you would like to just hear in general, man. Or just let us know how our podcast is. Um, the Doghouse Wrestling at gmail.com. Um, thank you guys for all the listens, all the follows. Um, I have a banging headache right now. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. We're ending on perfect timing now. Yeah, honestly. Have a good day, y'all. And on that note, you are now exiting the doghouse. Thank you.